Hello and welcome to another special episode of the Tech for Finance podcast. This is part two of my session with the guys at Received, where we looked at three AI tools. So we looked at ChatGPT, we looked at Notable for data analysis, we looked at Poe to create AI bots. This is part two of three, where we look at Notable for data analysis, um, and we use ChatGPT to Q&A our data that is uploaded to Notable. So if you haven't checked out part one, please do so. Um, as per the last video, um, this is better watched on video because we actually demo some of the systems, um, but there's no reason why you can't listen. But yeah, head over to YouTube or check out us on Spotify video if you're looking to see the visuals. Um, if not, enjoy. And before you start getting into any of the pro stuff, because there's some real quick ones there, all right? So, um, what we'll do is, is we will come back to ChatGPT in a second because we're going to use a plugin to connect to Notable, but I just want to take you through the setup of how, how I've done it. So are we okay for time? Move on to, to Notable, Hadar? Yeah, yeah. Let's go on and move to Notable. Uh, maybe a quick, quick, you know, overview of what Notable is for yep. anyone not familiar like me. Yeah, that's fine. So I am by no means an expert in Notable or Jupyter Notebooks. Um, there is a Google equivalent, I think, um, Google Colab. If you want more information on that, uh, follow a dude called Christian Martinez, finance automation manager at Kraft Heinz. He's, he's absolutely amazing. And um, he's really up to speed with some more of the, the complex, more Cody type stuff. But for the purposes of this, I'm just using Notable as a database for my data. And the advantages of this over using ChatGPT Pro and the advanced data analysis, because in theory, you can upload an Excel spreadsheet with data and it's ChatGPT. Yeah. But you'll have a limitation. I mean, you saw it error there when I was giving it a long prompt. You imagine giving it a really, really long spreadsheet of data and you might be having to do lots of refreshes or you might not get the result that you want. So in this example, we're using Notable as what's referred to as, as the notebook to house our data and to actually do a lot of the calculations on our data. So it's Notable doing the calculations, not ChatGPT. And then we're using ChatGPT just to Q&A and instruct Notable on what to do, yeah? So all I've done here is I've created a new notebook called Financial Analysis. And then all I've done is I've uploaded, just using the upload, an Excel document of dummy data. And that data is this financial sample that you can see here. And this is just downloaded from um, the Microsoft Power BI demo data set. So if you just Google um, Power BI finance demo data, you can get access to this. It's, it's available as a, as a download, right? But it's semi-useful. It's got a decent amount of lines. So if we look, it's got um, 700, yeah, which is a decent chunk of data. Obviously for predictions and that advanced analysis to get better, you might want thousands of lines and you might want a, a, a better history. Even better, you want to connect it to a live data set. And you can do that in Notable as well. Um, you just go data connections and then you can choose from a lot. If you're using SQL or Snowflake or anything like that, you can connect to a, an external data set if you want to as well. We'll go back into fin my financial analysis. But from here, I've got, you know, a bit of segmentation, country, product information, units sold, um, cost of goods, all of that sort of stuff. So at least gives us a bit of a baseline and some half-decent data for us to query. Right? So what I then do and I did a bit of pre-prep on this because it would have taken ages to go through the step-by-step -step on the setup and, and getting ChatGPT to work with Notable. But I go into this previous chat. So in the UK, we, we have a program that used to be on the TV called Blue Peter. 
Um, and in Blue Peter, um, they'd always get out something that they made earlier and say, here's one I made earlier. So this is what I call as my, my Blue Peter moment, right? Um, but essentially what I did is I've taken the URL from my notebook and I've just said using the chat GPT plugin, so you've got to switch to plugins available in the pro version. That's the only thing to be aware of. But so you would have to have the, the chat GPT yeah, for it to, to, to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's very few free AI tools that do a good job with large volumes of data. Yeah. So it's just something to bear in mind. Um, and then I've got Notable. You would need to go into the plugin store to find Notable, um, but we don't have time to go through all of that today. But essentially what I've done here to shortcut the conversation is I've pasted that link in to say, please connect to this project. It's successfully connected to the project. I've then asked it, have a look at the data and provide some suggestions on the best way to visualize it. It's then come back saying, um, here's some things that might be interesting for you to look at. And then the first thing I've said is let's go with point two. And it's generated a visualization for me based on my data. Now, all ChatGPT is doing is pulling that visual through from Notable. So as I say, it's just acting as a slave. Um, so, sorry, ChatGPT is the master true and A. Notable is the slave of the data that's producing the results. Okay. What I've then done, and I'll see whether I can do this live, but given the fact that my pro version seems to be a bit buggy at the moment, I would write some poor errors, so I'm sorry. Um, but I did say just before the session, are you still connected to the notebook? I have a demo in 10 minutes, so please try not to error. So what it's done is it's actually um, run something in the background, which I had no awareness of, but it says there appears to be no active kernel sessions at the moment. You know, I've enabled this to make sure that your demo goes smoothly, which is fine. It's given me a link to that project. So I could click on that and it will immediately take me back to the project if I want to shortcut to that, which is good in case one of my tabs broke or anything like that. Um, but let's just say something like, um, are you still there and connected? Hopefully. This will go without hit because I just want it to, I want to do one of these other analysis. Yeah. So what it's doing now is it's connecting to Notable via the plugin. It's saying the same thing again. Would you like me to restart the kernel session? So yes, we'll do that. Fine. You shouldn't have to do this. It's only because I've had this open for such a long time. I started prepping for this at lunchtime. So it's probably coming up to seven hours ago. So that's, that's a long time to keep a chat open for it to remember everything. Yeah. So it's done that. So you essentially need to connect Notable each time you open a new conversation. No, you don't need to reconnect it because it should reference the, the notebook. I'm just being saved. Yeah, mm -hmm. because I don't want it to come back and say, I'm sorry, I couldn't do that, which it could still do. So bear with me, right? Um, so let's just copy this because it suggested this as a potential visualization. So this is a line chart showing how sales and profits vary by months. So if I say, um, going back to this, as per previous suggestion, please produce this. Just drop that in. And then hopefully it'll do some magic in the background and start producing some more visualizations for us. Now, this isn't anything particularly groundbreaking. The thing that's really cool is we're essentially chatting to produce insight as opposed to having to build dashboards or export to Excel and then do the whole sort of pivot chart, pivot table and all of that sort of stuff. But there is a secondary advantage to being connected to a Jupyter notebook that has access to all of these AI libraries within it. So at the moment, we're just doing an analysis and some visualization on data that already exists. So historical data for our business. 
what we can do, and we might run out of time, but what I have done previously is I've actually asked it to do some predictions. So using historic data, please give me some predictions for future trends. Ah, uh, there we go. But actually, this is really good to see because it's come up with an error saying, I can't do this because there's a mismatch in columns. I'm going to fix this for you now. And then it will hopefully, you know, sort of rerun that for us. But again, maybe the demo demons have got me for, for today. But we can leave that running in the background whilst we move on to Poe, I guess. Um, and then let's see whether it produces those results. But at least I did do the Blue Peter. Here's one I, I made earlier. So you can at least see the way that it works. One limitation as well, if you were to just use ChatGPT Pro to produce visualizations from a spreadsheet, is it then becomes difficult for it to share it with your team. So if I, if I wanted to share that conversation, it's not going to share the visuals. Yeah. Um, or it won't always share the visuals. If you go into Notable and you go into um, the notebook that you've been working with, you can ignore some of the, the coding and stuff that is done, you know, in the background as per all of the, the clever AI jiggery pokery. But what I could do is I could say that actually after this, I want to add just some markdown commentary. So I could say, um, let's have a look at this. Interesting. And then I've got this share button at the top, right? So I can share it with another team member. They can look at the commentary and then you can have a bit of a collaborative conversation there. Yeah. You wanted to publish it publicly, which I wouldn't recommend if it's, it's company data, you could do that as well. All right. Yeah. Cool. But does that mean that ChatGPT is actually helping you fix errors that you have in your columns, in your data sheet? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's doing that automatically in this instance, notables correcting it. Yeah, because we're using, we're just using ChatGPT to Q&A Notable, but, and we don't have time for this today, if I was to go back into ChatGPT Pro, there are a couple of things that I could do. So I could upload a spreadsheet and try and do some analysis. And I've done this before. So I had a spreadsheet that had some really poor formatted date and time columns. So the date and time was in the same column. So when it came to visualizing to say, oh, can you show me trends AM versus PM? It couldn't do it because the formatting wasn't there, but it automatically went in and said, I can't do that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the data to separate the columns. So instead of me having to go in and separate those columns or um, manually, it just did it for me, which is good. Yeah. Also works in reverse. So if you've got a ton of spreadsheets that you want to merge together, you can do the same. So you can upload those three spreadsheets, give it instructions to say, merge these, making sure that you keep columns A through D the same and it will amalgamate those for you and give you a download link for the new spreadsheet yeah so maybe a topic for for another day all right yeah so it could also be used probably for auditing your own data sheets to make sure that you have no mistakes and your data is in order you could do yeah I'd, I'd just be i'd just be careful again going back to always having that human intervention at the end yeah so ai is good but it's still not perfect we're still needed yeah, absolutely. So, so what I'd say is use AI for guidance and to point in that direction. So you could say something like, um, I've got a data set. Um, I'd like to know what the anomalies are so I can do some corrective actions as part of month end. Yeah. And then it can point you in that direction, but then obviously you're going to want to go in and just, just double check that. But at least what it means is you've only got three or four transactions to work with instead of having to, to run through a whole list of transactions. So it can provide the guidance for you to then go in 
edit and validate. Yeah. So I, I foresee teams as editors moving forwards, right? You know, I, I don't think we're going to in the future be in a position where we're all creating, you know, spreadsheets and all creating documents and that sort of stuff. I think we're always going to have like a virtual assistant in the form of an AI, and then we're going to need to edit, correct, and make sure that that experience and human intuition comes into it. But here is good. It has actually produced some charts for you, which is good. Um, and I'll, I'll try, I'll try it just because we've got a few minutes before we can move on to posts is I'll try and say, um, based on historic data. Um, for the past years, provide prediction sales trends. Yeah. So now we're moving from just merely analyzing past data and producing visualizations to actually using an AI algorithm to help provide some guidance in terms of forecasting and scenario planning. So what it's saying here now is I, I can't just do that off the bat, you know, and me, I'm, I'm a, I'm a forecasting and a, a, a predictive algorithm, knowledge, uh, novice, as I say, I'm not a um, developer. I'm not a data scientist. So mm -hmm. what it's saying is before we can do that is you need to decide what model you want to use to provide that prediction. Yeah. And it's given some examples there saying a common approach is this. You know, um, this is also, you know, it's mentioning a seasonal variant there. Um, if you want to predict seasonal patterns and, and that sort of stuff. So it's doing its thing. It's prepping the data. It might get to the point where it then says, do you want to use the ARIMA model or do you want to use the SARIMA model or whatever the correct terminology is for that? So it's working away and it's doing its thing. Maybe we can come back to that in a bit because I'm, I'm conscious that we probably need to move on. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Error. I don't have enough data. I don't have enough data points, all of that sort of stuff. But it, it's still going. It's still giving it a go. It's still. How would you do it in that situation if you feel like if you like kind of hit a wall where it says I don't have enough data or there's an error? Like how would you approach yeah. that? The problem that I have is my data is just not good. Yeah, there's not a ton of history, and in terms of that timestamp piece. It could be that I'm just missing some data points in terms of actual months, actual, you know, that, that sort of stuff. But either way, it's, it's done some jiggery pokery, um, and it's done a bit of a forecast for me, which is inaccurate again, due to the quality of my data. Cause you can see here, I've got 2013 to 2014, that was way in the past. Yeah. So actually it might be thinking, oh, well, I can't see the future because there, there is no current date in the data or whatever happens to me, but it's doing its best. And what the point here is. If I had better data, this line that is produced here in terms of forecast sales would probably more, be more accurate, right? You know, but as again, it comes back to my original point of the amount of insight that you're able to glean from the AI is directly correlated to the quality of your data and the volume of historic data that you've got. All right. Fire.